Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. When I lived in northwest Oklahoma City, I would frequently take evening walks at the Stinchcombe Wildlife Refuge. Now, the preserve is roughly a thousand acres located on the suburbs of Oklahoma City and Yukon adjacent to the Wiley Post Airport. Beginning from the parking lot at the end of Northwest 50th Street, the maintenance road will take you about two and a half miles upriver to the Kilpatrick Bridge, where the North Canadian River enters the reserve. However, the city only maintains the trail to the remote communication building, and from there, the trail becomes pretty overgrown in the summers. The park is typically visited by local neighbors, bicyclists, horseback riders, and dog lovers. This particular evening, I decided to venture past the communication building as the foliage was still at ease. I continued another half mile up the path to where the power lines cross the river, and from here, the river bank drops about 15 feet, giving a nice view of the river below. As I approached this area, my eyes were immediately caught by someone or something down below at the river's edge. What I saw was an all-black figure down at the river edge about 250 feet away. Now, I thought this was pretty strange because not many people hike off trail into the preserve during the summers, nor late in the evening, or even past the communication building for that matter. As I watched this man down at the riverbank, I started to notice some subtle details like golden red hair in the sunset. I also didn't notice any distinct clothing, just hair. Now at this moment, I remember being very confused as to what I was seeing. Whoever was down at the river began to walk inland, using its arms to move the reed bushes. Then I saw its long hair dangling from its arm, shoulder to hand. I thought, oh my God, it's a Bigfoot. I immediately began to reach for my phone without taking my eyes off of the creature. That is when it noticed me. What terrified me the most was not able to make out any details in its face as we made eye contact. That's when I ran. I continued to run until I met a couple with their dog back at the communication building. I will never forget the look of confusion on their faces when I came sprinting around that corner. I really wanted to tell them about my experience, but I continued to run as I figured they're not going to believe me anyway. The following day, I returned to look for footprints, but I was unable to venture into that overgrowing foliage. The experience was not enough to scare me away completely. Instead, I was more cautious of the time of day and my surroundings. I continued to exercise at Stinchcombe until I moved to Arizona in July of 2019. Now, I will say, as an addition, the week prior, I saw a homeless woman making camp in the woods. Her hair was kind of messy, so initially, I thought that this was her. However, this was one mile downriver from where I saw the creature. I will also add that I was told by a co-worker who knew that I frequently walked the trails that there were rumors of tree structures deep in the reserve. But that could have just been built by teenagers who live in a nearby neighborhood, as I've seen many adolescents with their friends exploring the woods. That story was from Chase Collins.
I wasn't going to share this until I saw a similar experience in the same area of the Uwari Forest. I was at the trailhead of Dutchman's Creek at 9 a.m. in the morning during a weekday about two weeks ago. Mine was the only car in the trailhead until after about 10.30, with only some logging trucks passing through about every 30 to 45 minutes. I was down Dutchman's Creek enjoying the solitude and quiet of the forest when I turned a bend and heard a loud wood knock at my 2 o'clock. It was then answered by another at my 10 o'clock within one second of the first. It threw me off because it sounded like an answering reply. I walked back up the trail and hung out for about 30 minutes, just listening and relaxing before I chose to head back down the trail. As I approached the same bend in the trail, I again heard a wood knock at my 10 o'clock, and then a second at my 5 o'clock. I can remember thinking to myself, this is extremely weird. And again, within one second of each other. I decided to walk up the trail towards the second knock. There's an ATV trail near the trailhead. I walked up until I heard another wood knock around the same area that I would have estimated was the second knock earlier from my 5 o'clock. I waited for about 15 minutes without hearing or seeing anything else. I was a little freaked out and decided to walk back to the base of the trailhead. And within about 20 footsteps back down the trail, I heard something huff at me from over my left shoulder. It came from inside a deep ditch, but I didn't see anything over there. I've had deer huff at me before when I've gotten a little too close and they spotted me. I'm sure that bear huff as well to threaten or challenge something, but, but what got me was that I heard and saw no movement at all throughout this entire time. I walked back to the trailhead. I waited 15 or 20 minutes and then I snooked back towards the same spot. I was completely quiet. No rustling from my clothes, boots didn't rustle, and no crunch from dried leaves or twigs. As I approached, I heard what sounded like a guttural baby moaner call. This occurred in a high brush on the other side of the ditch to my right. The sound occurred every handful of minutes and I would creep closer to see if I could spot it. Though the sound would change the direction that it was facing, there was never any movement in the brush. And though I always carry when I'm in the woods, I dared not to enter the thick brush, especially since I couldn't identify the animal that had huffed at me, nor what type of animal was making the cries from the brush. Honestly, I didn't feel spooked until after the event when I thought over what had happened. I enjoy the woods, tracking and following game trails, though most of my experiences in Florida swamps with hogs or deer, I couldn't identify this guttural moaning or see the thing that had huffed at me. I will say that I've studied First Nations hunting methods, and I was very surprised to learn that Bigfoot supposedly use many of the same methods, such as wood knocking and cries at night. Not sure if many people realize that connection. This story was sent anonymously from North Carolina. This took place in July 22, 2018 in Arkansas at Buffalo National River. My son's father and I came over from Oklahoma to the Buffalo National River area. I picked a waterfall out of my waterfall guidebook that we were going to go find. We chose Hideout Hollow. When we pulled up to the parking area at the trailhead, he turned off the car. 
Our windows were down because we were both smoking a cigarette. At the time, I heard what sounded like if you were in the bathroom and heard your dog sniffing under the door. I asked him in a whisper, Did you hear that? He said that it sounded like heavy machinery off in a distance. I let it go because I was just grateful that he acknowledged the sound. We started to head down the trail when I realized that we left our hiking sticks in the car, so I ran back to get them myself. I had a slightly creeped out feeling, but didn't really worry about it too much because I could still see him the whole time. Once I got back to him, we started down the trail. We were just starting to round the corner that goes to the left when he heard a rustling in the trees to our left. We both stopped and looked. We saw a huge figure running through the trees. I thought it was a man at first until I realized it was totally covered in hair. The hair was medium chocolate brown in color. I remember seeing its arms in front of it as it was moving branches away to protect its face. Its hands were black. I whispered, what was that? He whispered back, I have no idea. I whispered, do you want to go back? And he nodded his head, yes, very quickly. The direction it was going, it would have crossed the trail just around the curve. So we turned around and started walking quickly back towards the car, both of us constantly looking over our shoulder behind us. I started asking questions to make sure that we saw the exact same thing and neither of us forgot. We agreed that it was on its hind legs, it was brown, and it was a whole lot bigger than us. And it was fast. Suddenly something flew fast over our heads. A rock maybe? Whatever it was hit the leaves and the branches. I turned and looked at my son's dad with a what the heck look on my face and his eyes were huge. We ran the rest of the way to the car. I had never been so scared and I wasn't sure that we would make it back to the car. We did and immediately he began second guessing what we had just seen, suggesting maybe it was a bear or a deer or an elk, etc. I asked him if he's ever seen a bear run like that on its hind legs or a deer or an elk that was that dark in color or running that smooth for that matter. And he agreed and said no. We went to the Tea Cuddle Falls area but I was too scared and anxious to get out of the car again. Convinced whatever it was could have easily covered ground by then. Once we had cell phone service again, I did a Google search. It said only black bears live in Arkansas, and I'm positive what we saw was brown. I didn't notice any smells, but since we were talking, I also didn't notice if it was quiet or if the birds or bugs had been chirping. I know I have no desire to return to that area. I get sick to my stomach any time that I think about it. This story was sent anonymously. My husband and I were visiting family in Sandy Hook, Kentucky. On the evening of October 18th at about 7.30, we got in the car to make a quick run to Sandy Hook. It was very cold and already dark outside, so he started up the car to let it warm up before we took off. As we were waiting, he called his grandmother. Because of the call time on his phone, we know exactly what time this all occurred. While he was talking to her, his low fuel light came on, and they wrapped up the call around 7.45. We pulled out of the driveway and headed down the road. He was going a little faster than normal because we were a little nervous that we were going to run out of gas if we dilly-dallied too much. 
As we got into the curve about a quarter mile from my mom's house, I spotted something in a hollow ahead of us. It was almost out of the range of his headlights, and by my calculations, about 75 to 100 feet away from us. Now this all happened very, very quickly. But because I'm observant, especially when it comes to spotting deer crossing the road, I was able to make this observation within a couple of seconds. What I saw first was presumably an animal standing on the edge of the opposite lane. I leaned forward and scrutinized closer. Just before I could scream out, deer in the road, the creature began to walk very quickly. And at that moment, I realized it had two legs, not four. At some point, I started screaming, turn on your brights, there's something in the road. All the while, I'm looking at this thing, which is very big in stature, thick legs, thick abdomen, and again, by my calculations, at least seven feet tall. It was the color of a tree, especially the trees in that area, so like a grayish brown, very earthy tone. The area where I assume a face would have been was lighter in color, but I couldn't tell what color. I know this because it turned its head and looked straight at our car. My husband saw movement and he saw what he described as a strange shadow, but he did not see the creature. Only I saw the creature, and in a fairly good detail. Again, it happened so quickly, though, I didn't get to see feet, hands, or facial details like eyes and a mouth. One thing I thought was interesting was the direction that it was coming from. It was coming from a very tall and steep mountain. And when it hurried across the road, it must have gone off of a very steep cliff, as that's the only place it could have gone. This cliff drops off onto Pruitt's Fork Road, which is also very wooded and secluded. After we came back from our errand, we drove very slowly and tried to inspect the area, but we came up empty-handed. That night, the neighborhood dogs were all acting very strange. All of them were barking and howling and could not be consoled or quieted. A stray dog that hangs around our yard, who's normally very mild-mannered and inattentive, displayed signs of stalking something and being very on edge. He was growling and very nervous. It took off after something unseen. All the neighborhood dogs continued to howl and bark throughout the night. I'm not exactly sure what this was, but somewhere between 2008 and 2010, my mom experienced something in the same spot where I saw the creature. She was walking to a neighbor's house in broad daylight, and as she passed this very same area, a couple of rocks were thrown off the hill beside the road. She couldn't see the source, but something was stalking her from up on the hill. That story was sent anonymously. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.